Hey everybody, welcome to Pod Gods, episode one ninety one. Oh, ninety one, really? Uh, or one ninety two? Yeah, it's one ninety two. One ninety one was recorded two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and aired a week ago. Oh, yes, and this was supposed to be recorded twenty two March. It's now thirty March. Let's change this document. Hmm. Uh, so what's been going on? Uh, well, I watched all of Daredevil season two. Oh, that's actually what I was hoping for because I saw it all. I had to jam it in. Uh, like I, I saw it within three days after it came out. I was like, watching them two at a time. Then I watched the last. I don't know five in one day. I'm thinking we two or record last week. Two or three at a time might be the best move because I did the same thing I did during season one, which is I enjoyed the shit out of the first four or five. Uh, but this time even way more. Actually, way more. I, I was saying of the first four or five, first in the first half, there was one episode too much of filler. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I agree. But uh, th- this time I enjoyed it way more than I did last time. But then once we got – okay, spoilers, everybody. So let's give everybody a spoiler alert. One, no, we're just talk. – we're doing spoilers. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just saying spoilers. So if, if, you're, if you're in a car driving, don't crash your car because you haven't watched Daredevil yet. I know how much it, it freaks you out because it happened to me. I was like, I'm not even a huge Daredevil fan, but I love the fucking Punisher. Uh, so I was, I was over the moon and like when I was supposed to post it, like, no, no, it's not posting until next week. I'm like, no, no, it's not coming out the same day as Batman Superman. It's a week before. And then if I watched the episode, what'd you, what'd you think? What'd you think of everything happened? Too many ninjas. Okay. Yeah. That's the hand and that's the plot with Electra. I'm just saying too many ninjas. I was dreading that. was that. good. I'd I, say it was quite, quite good. I did not, I don't like the guy who played the Punisher. He's fucking horrible. I, I think he's a good actor. Uh, Shane was my maybe, favorite part of the walking but dead. I don't, I if Shane was still alive in the Walking Dead universe, that's who exactly they need. He would be the greatest ally ever to Rick. Rick should have, you know what Rick should have done in Walking Dead? I don't know if you watched. He should have just been like, oh. No, I think I watched the part of the first You season. had an affair with my wife while I was in a coma, and you saved her and protected her. She might be pregnant with your baby, most likely. You're in love with her, and you're going to go murder me in the woods. How about I just let you guys be together if she wants to be with you, and I don't care. You don't murder me. Uh, we raised my son and your daughter together, and you guys were intimate, and I find a new person to be with. Doesn't really matter. Let's just get through this together. But instead, it has to be some stupid. You fuck my wife. Fuck my wife. Blah blah blah. blah. It just it, it seems really dumb. But um, he wouldn't be able to I, punish I, I come from an era where the Punisher had a battle wagon, uh, battle van that flew. Well, if you remember, at the end of the series, when he bashes, bashes the picture and burns down his home, it says Micro. Do you remember who drove that van? Uh, I don't know. Basically, a guy who looks like Wayne Knight, who actually they used, actually used Wayne Knight in Punisher Warzone, uh, Lexi Alexander's film, and he was driving a van. So Micro is in this. When, I, when, when Karen Page was inside of his house looking around and the van drove up, I was like, oh, Micro's already in this. He's got Punisher's house wired up. If anybody goes in there, he comes by and checks it out. But of course, that was, was the feds coming. It was the feds. Really- I, know, I know. But for a minute, I was like, oh my God, it's Micro. It's his big fat friend who drives the van. I uh, just was. Uh, I don't. I just don't like him as the Punisher. It was. Good. I think it was good. His busted nose throws me, and yes. uh, it really does. And like he's a boxer, I get that, but I don't know. Just something about that busted. Like I know you can't actually breathe that well with that, and it's just it's like if he is the Punisher, why would his nose be busted? But then if you think about the military, if you go into the military, one of the first things they do in basic training, well, not one of the first things, but when during fight training, they tie your hands behind your back and then make you approach a uh, boxer or somebody with boxing gloves on, and you just get bashed in the face. But I just don't. There was. They should have cut out. Maybe it should have been a ten ten episode season. 
Yeah, no, that's that's what everybody's been saying. I, I kind of agree with it. The hand went on a little and too long. There's no one episode they needed to get, but there was just kind of condensed much filler. Yeah, there's too much foggy filler, and if I, I liked Foggy a lot better this season, I liked Karen Page a lot better. The Kingpin was off the charts, amazing. That the two the two hallway fights they dwarfed season one's hallway fight. The Daredevil escape from the bikers, where Punisher gets to see him in action and goes, "Oh, you're not a pussy." And then uh, later on, the prison fight. Those are the two greatest scenes, maybe in all of television. Yeah, I think it's better than, well, Netflix is better than anything on TV. Yeah, it's shocking. I and mean, then everybody else is moving towards censorship in an Aside age. Aside from where... the Venture Brothers. Yeah, Venture I've, Brothers I've, was pretty fucking good. I haven't watched the new season yet. I've been, I've been out since, like. New, new season is ext- astoundingly good. Do I need to go back and watch all of three, four, five, and six? Because, like, I think it was three or four. It got so wet, wet, like, swept up into the lives of the minions of the. the no, do- just watch it. it it's good. It's, it's really not, But I don't good. need to know what it's, happened with Dr. Girlfriend and the minions and the guy that the fat one and the skinny one. and Not really. There's just now only one minion. Oh, God. It's just. Uh... I feel like I'm going to be missing something. All right. Yeah, so overall, I was I was thrilled. Uh, way better than Jessica Jones, which I thought was a good show. Way, way better than season it's one. very Daredevil. different than Jessica Jones. Yeah. Equally as good, very different. I feel like it was a little bit better. There was Because Jessica Jones, there was a lot of talking, which some of it was great. A lot of it was great. But this one, it felt, it felt like they had a great mix. And then when they found the ninjas underground and they had the whole pagoda that was built under the city and shit, like the different levels, and it looked like a Bruce Lee film, totally great. Uh, I don't like the character of Elektra. I thought they did her well. I would have liked more Punisher, and everybody agrees the final twist where the heroin dealer is Punisher's old CEO was one twist too many. I thought so, too. I was like, oh, I don't like that. that yeah, he had to royal Clancy motherfucking Brown. It, well, Ruined. Clancy Brown always has to be the villain. It's like, even on Lost, it's like, oh, why do you got to do that? Can't he just, does he really have to die all the time? Does he have to always get his face bashed in? But, um, yeah, it was rather good. Yeah, I, I can't go back to it now, which I was like, oh man, I'll be able to watch this again. It's like, no, I just want season, I want season three so bad. But the speech that uh, Joe Barenthal gives as the Punisher to on the on the in the cemetery to Daredevil, and he's talking to him, and then there's that moment at the end where it's like, oh, does he know he's the he doesn't know he's the lawyer until he's on the roof with the with the sniper rifle or the uh, the gun with the fucking scope on it, and then he actually sees that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Or does he know yeah. in the courtroom? I don't know. When when Daredevil approaches him, when he's when Matt Murdock approaches him with the red glasses, there's a moment where Joe does his thing with his eyes, like he, he right there he realizes, oh, you're Daredevil. I don't know. Uh, I don't really. I, I don't see how they're going to work all these people together. Yeah, the the whole defenders thing. Defenders. Yeah, I know, that's one of these things where they announced it before they had one frame, one one script written. So it's this thing of yeah, that's a great idea, but how's this show actually going to work? Yeah, and... I liked all the, the Luke Cage references. Those were cool. Uh, what were the Luke Cage references? Uh, the Don't nurse remember. goes, yeah, there's another guy who came in here. He's like you, except he uh, doesn't get hurt or he's stronger or something like that. Okay. And yeah, then, and the one offhand comment to um, uh, oh, the DA dealing with uh, Christian Ritter. Uh, Jessica Jones. Exactly. And then at the end with Foggy getting a job offer from the uh, Carrie Ann Moss law firm. Yes, that would. I'd, I'd like to watch that show. Yeah, well, that's apparently what's going to happen. These are all going to be kind of folded in, so maybe we'll see Foggy on Jessica Jones season two. Uh, but it was very good. Yeah, I can't compliment it more. And then uh, Batman vs Superman, not very good. Uh, what did I say? It was three quarters a halfway decent Batman movie. Yeah, well, it was a hundred percent. A shitty Superman, slow shitty Superman movie. But it wasn't even a Superman movie. See, like all the critiques and of this. Twenty five percent, a really kick ass Wonder Woman movie. 
Not even that much. She was she was literally in the movie. I think for less. No, than 10 I think minutes. it was a quarter of a really good Wonder Woman movie. I don't know, a quarter is two and a half minutes. I mean, like she was on. Screen no, the fight at the end was pretty damn good. I don't know. I had problems with a lot of that, but uh, mainly the reviews seem to agree. You could that, edit it down into a really good movie, maybe a little bit of reshoots, well, and have a whole bunch of leftover stupid Superman shit to put on the web. Well, no, see, I, my argument is. They had everything down. They just shot the wrong scenes and concluded the wrong scenes in the final cut. There's 30-plus minutes of deleted footage from the actual final cut of the film that he excised out. So the first hour of the movie has horrible editing. I'm assuming that's because they removed the whole Barbara Gordon subplot with Jenna Malone playing either a crippled Barbara Gordon or a still, like, I don't know, operating Barbara Gordon as back. I don't know what she's playing in the movie. Nobody knows. Maybe she's a wheelchair, if she's fucking Batgirl, or if she's Oracle, what she's doing. But I'm assuming that that was a lot of exposition with Batman that's move- missing from the first hour. The first hour is just crazy. And then the, the part that was most annoying was that when he goes to the Senate to finally give his Frank Capra-esque speech about, hey, man, I'm just a fucking alien. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kill these people. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, want your help? Please. I'm American. I grew up, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't do that. Instead, they just have uh, Holly Hunter look at a glass of piss and then explode. To me, that was the ultimate cheap thing of like, oh, they can't write this, so they're just going to cut it out. Well, it's because Zack Snyder kind of hates everyone who's at his movies. I guess, but he, he has you know he has a lot of feelings. Like that's why um, in the opening frames, Jimmy Olsen is a CIA yes, spy. and everything everything he hates yeah. is comic book. Yeah, so, so stop making fucking comic book movies. Jimmy Olsen gets his brains blown out in the first opening frames of the movie. So it's like, wait, why is why okay? Is... But tell me this: Why is Jimmy Olsen still shooting on film? I exactly, and why is there an old seventies bug? That's what he's complaining about. It doesn't make sense. Film. I mean, our local newspaper reporters have been digital since 2000. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So they open up his film. newspapers. I guess it was to hide the bug. I don't know, because he's not really a reporter. So, he, But that bug was gigantic. You could just put a RFID chip in somebody's like piece of clothing. You don't need anything like that. So it was stupid. And then the whole thing about the magic bullets was stupid. Maybe that, maybe that goes back to something with Oracle and when she was shot. Who knows? But that, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And that first hour, just really, really rough. And then Superman, it seemed like the actor was like on drugs or just like not able to do anything. No, he was just really, really fucking hungry. I guess, but he was just he was just not there. He wasn't present. And then, and uh, he was so good in Man from Uncle. I haven't watched he, it yet. He was so that that Man from Uncle was an astoundingly good movie. Wow. Okay, I've been I've been putting it on the back burner. I will watch it. And considering it has like failed Superman and failed Lone Rider in it, Lone I Ranger, mean, or Lone Ranger. That was a he, he's also failed movie. Batman. You know that, right? Army Hammer was cast in 2007 in the actual Justice League movie that failed fell apart after everybody was cast and they're about to go shoot and sets were actually already starting to be built. Yeah. So, and I don't understand why they're. I, I like Lois Lane a lot in this one. I, I, I like her in both movies. Oh, they should have cut her out. She was almost useless in it. She should have gotten more. That's the shit I like, should have cut out. I like, I like a Lois Lane who, who is effectual. You know, she, she means something. Like the animated series Lois Lane or Margaret Kidder from the first movie. I like a Lois Lane who's actually bout it, bout it. And she, she is. She's a reporter. And um, who's, um, oh God, Lawrence Fishburne. That's, that's who it was, right? Yeah, he plays Perry White. Perry White. Um... Playing a newspaper editor, I guess a retarded newspaper editor from the 70s? No, he has the comedy. He goes, this isn't the 1920s anymore. And that was Zack Snyder's line fed in. What's the problem with this movie, it was, it was written. No, it but was, I, that newspapers, one thing, they don't work, work like that. I understand that. 
why is Clark Kent being told to do a sports reporting story and then doing hard news? That doesn't make uh, sense. Well, yeah. what, what they, those are different editorial departments. Yeah. And they would not be in the same room, let alone on the same floor. Uh, hey, Steve. Hey, new, Steve. You like UFC, right? Yeah, yeah, I love UFC. All right. I'm going to need you to go to Syria. Why is the outside of the newspaper printed in black and white, yet on interior pages they have color photos? I have no idea. This is, doesn't make sense. Nobody was in charge That's, of catching on this This is shit. how bored I was at the movie. I was criticizing the layout of the fake newspaper. Yeah, I mean – that's that's something good to criticize. That's an art department who's not paying attention, or somebody's trying to get too fancy. It's like this isn't real. It's a comic book movie. Oh, go fuck yourself. Just make a fucking newspaper. But this one's really pretty. I want to get my money's worth. It's like go fuck yourself. This this movie was written, and then they brought in Chris Terrio, who was Ben Affleck's uh, hired gun, and then he essentially rewrote it, and they removed uh, key play- pieces. Like uh, Lex Luthor is being string pulled by Brainiac. Brainiac's doing all this. And it's, it's all essentially a Brainiac movie who's manipulating everything behind the scenes. So they move they remove that string, so a lot of this other stuff doesn't make sense. So it seems like from people who've read both versions of the screenplay or many versions of it, they've said that it seems as though they just kept stuff without the supporting material that explains why it's there. So they just have a mishmash of two different screenplays. And that's why the sad Ben Affleck thing's even more kind of shitty is because he brought in his own writer. It was an in-house rewrite he demanded, and that's probably what compromised the film. And then I just love, okay, so lots of stupid dream sequences. Yeah, and the dumb flash. And then, and then I don't know, warnings from the future in no, the middle of a dream sequence? It was the boom tube, apparently, he used, which is, I don't, the flash doesn't need a boom tube, so why is he using one? And then he's wearing armor. And then if you look at Ezra Miller on the red carpet, he's like t- really buff now. It's like, why would the flash get all buff? He's supposed to be small and thin. And why don't they just use the Flash from the TV show? I know, especially when I saw it, I was like, geez, oh. And I was like, oh, man, Grant Gustin's probably kissing his lucky stars. He's not fucking in this fucking movie, right? He's probably so happy he's on the good DC property. But just, and now they've completely retconned what kryptonite is. Well, kryptonite used to be the natural, was the the environment they're in, and now it's back to being a glowing red rock. Well, no, it's concentrated. Green rock. So it is the environment, but it's concentrated chunks from the ship. So essentially it's like, it's almost like cancerous or something. It's like, that's what they're explaining it as. No, it's like oxygen. It's like all of a sudden to humans, oxygen can be turned into a solid form that now kills you. Ex- well, exactly. But I mean, they, what essentially what it is, it's the leftover ship from the Indian Ocean because Superman didn't clean up the world generator or that fucking thing was. He just left all the trash everywhere. Yeah. Oh, God. It just the more I think about it, the more angry I well, the get. Whole, the whole reason the film was made was based on the Dark Knight Returns panel where Batman essentially has Superman by the throat and says, I could kill you now. Remember who beat you, you know, blah, 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 you're God, blah, blah, this is a man beat you. And they never had that in the movie. They never had it. I actually liked the Martha thing. I thought that was actually kind of ingenious. Their moms are both named Martha. That's the most humanizing thing you could do to him in that moment and take him out of his rage is say, I gotta save Martha. It's like, why would you say that name? And it's like, well, that, that actually makes sense. I didn't have a problem with that. That felt kind of touching. But the, what, what didn't make sense is right after he goes, I'll save your mom. And then he's like, I'm his friend. It's like, well, wait a minute. He was just trying to murder him. And had you not tried to murder him, he would have been in full uh, fit shape, ready to take on this guy at the end, and maybe he wouldn't have died. So it could have been a good movie. Yeah, but it they, was not. They tr- decided to merge the death of Superman with uh, Batman vs. Superman, and it's way too much for one film. The electrical powers by the stupid fucking uh, what's Doomsday at the end were just terrible. It was just it was some of the worst I've ever seen. They should have just made a Superman movie. They should have just made a 
Batman movie. Well, the death of Superman is regarded as a flop. It's one of the worst decisions they ever made. It's a 90s comic book stunt. And then they brought, that's how Steel came about, and this other Superboy, and then a robot Superman. Like, all these fake Superman came in to fill the role of Superman. But essentially, but they just should, they shouldn't have had Batman and Superman. They should have had a Batman movie, they should have had a Superman movie, and then somewhere they should have put in Wonder Woman. I guess, but the whole part was to have them finally in a film together. See, the, the whole idea is a world's finest. Yeah, but it was a shitty movie. I got gotcha. And they did they did it poorly. They, they should have just done a Batman movie. Or, or they could have just done the same thing they did, but instead of taking an hour and a half to get running, it starts with the uh, Batman alleyway shot they have to do because they have to change it now where uh, Thomas Mar- uh, says Martha as he dies, and that reminds Bruce Wayne of what Batman's saying as he's dying. Martha! And so that's, it has to be that exact same phrasing under stress and duress and like as they're dying. Got it. Second shot. Superman shows up at the courthouse, gives his speech, explains what happens. People disagree, blah, 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 blah. I still can't win for trying. Uh, then we cut to the rest of the movie. You just cut out 45 minutes of garbage, and then we just start picking and neutering some stuff from there and changing things and get rid of Doomsday. I liked Lex Luthor. I, I thought it was great. Jesse it wasn't Eisen- bad. Jesse Eisenberg says he was playing himself, but really he was playing Max Landis, is what he said originally. And if you know who Max Landis is... Oh, Jesus, of, you're right. The son of John Landis. He worked with him on uh, American Ultra. So he's like, yeah, I based it off him. And if you go look at who that person is, he has a video up about how bad Batman Superman was when you're watching. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, this is Lex Luthor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but what I, what I probably would have done would have said, okay, this week we're releasing a Batman movie. In two weeks, we're releasing a Superman movie. And then in how many ever months we're releasing the Batman versus Superman Blu-ray that have them both edited together into a longer full director's cut Maybe uh, a three-hour movie. The problem is they, they you, the studio you, thinks they can't get more than $200 million from a Superman movie because Man of Steel underperformed. So the whole reason they forced Batman in is because Man of Steel underperformed. And when they announced this movie at Comic-Con, they didn't even have, a, didn't have anything. Zack Snyder literally just said, can I do this? They said, yeah. And then they announced it. That's, that's what it was. It was basically they have nothing. They don't have anything locked in. They don't have anything done. And they just announced a project that they hope to do. Just it's stupid. Well, it, it's no one should no one should see it. I feel bad that I paid six dollars. Filmmaking on the fly, uh, big budget filmmaking on the fly is not the best decision. It'd be like if they show up, we're That's doing an Avengers Peter movie. Berg movies don't work. Yeah, because especially why special effects Peter Berg movies don't work. Hancock, I still never yes. seen that. Uh, okay, so oh, Overcast two point five has released for the Mac. I know, oh, iOS, uh, so that's the uh, podcasting app you should probably be using. Um, it's pretty good, even though it's now kind of slow and buggy. Right. Uh, but if you become a donor to support it, you can upload up to two gigs of your own files to have them into the podcast player, which he hosts. Or you could just have a HuffDuffer account and do it yourself for free. Yeah, I catch some people on Huff Duffers who have public links to stuff I've put up before, even Corolla stuff that I'm not okay with it being up. I listened to uh, 20 minutes of uh, Ken's That's why every time I put something up, I delete it as soon as I have it onto my device. Yeah, they don't. Everyone else is much more lazy than you are, Lax. The the internet's just full of people's garbage. They don't bother to clean up just like they don't clean up their car. You could always DMCA them. 
But well, I've, they won't. I've, uh, I've, people in charge will not do that unless they've only threatened to uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act violate me. So I've been threatened that if I stop working for free, they'll do that to me, which is actually called extortion. But if anybody else is caught doing it, they don't have the time because they're in Puerto Rico. They're not in Puerto Rico. Their services, servers hosted there. Well, we'd have to get a Puerto Rican attorney. No, you don't. Our attorney says we would. It's a domestic territory. You do not. And it's not even about that. It's your content. So you just submit. Okay. I'm done. Yep. I listened to 20 uh, minutes of Ken's second CD. It was hilarious. I haven't finished it yet, but I can't wait to finish it. I should have just listened all in one shot, but I didn't have enough time. I've listened to it. Well, I had to listen. To, I had to. I listened to it again on the weekend because I ran out of podcasts. Oh, you said had to. I pictured Ken next to you with like a gun in your head. Keep your mouth shut, man. Keep your mouth shut, man. Just I tell him you enjoyed it. Although it is concerning me that all his pre-buy links don't, it can't seem to find it listed in Canada. Yeah, we'll see if he's he's going through um, TuneCore. His, pre- his previous one he was able to do in Canada. He should be able to. He might not have hit and the I setting it in TuneCore. It might just be a week delayed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pre-order it, too. I didn't know they were up already. Um, but it is a very good album. He's really good. He restored his back catalog to his RSS feed. So I think he's uh, he got a whole bunch of downloads. But I was telling him it's probably either the first or last episode in the RSS feed that just got added and it automatically got downloaded by all of your iTunes users. I didn't see any of his back things coming, but I, I don't have them on iTunes anymore. I don't yeah. have them, but on he, they didn't show up. I think it's only iTunes. Episodes. I think it's only iTunes if you have your settings a certain way, because I they didn't, they didn't Pod, show nothing. up and automatically re-download his new shows on Overcast for me. Yeah, nor Beyond Pod. So on Beyond Pod, they show in there, and I have the option to download them, but nothing automatically downloaded. It only downloads the most recent file. So it was smart he did them all I don't in one have, day. I have mine set up to download everything. Well, it was smart he did them all in one day because he was able to then essentially restore all the posts so they didn't show up as new. But uh, it's a very good album. Uh, it will be out fairly soon. Very good podcast. I like Ken Reed. Yes. Uh, so, I, as I said, I cleared a lot of backlog without deleting, cleared all my food podcasts, all my time killers, and all my storytelling. I almost deleted Bill Burr, but this week's episode I with, Nia, with Nia was hilarious. It was actually good. She was on the show, and she wasn't annoying. I, I, I'm, not the, I'm the biggest anti-Nia person there is, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. So I'm like, oh, no, do I go back and listen to the last 10 that I've skipped, or do I just delete it and just pretend I didn't enjoy that? I deleted too many. I'm out. I'm gone. Uh, don't really care anymore. It's hard to care. It's it's uh, fuck. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, a certain person we both know who is almost approaching being a 50 year old boy might be booked for a certain lady's podcast that I've been trying to set up for I don't know two three years, four years. Allison Rosen. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I don't really care. I don't have to edit things out like last week when I told you about uh, a certain novelist. Don't say his name. Who listens to a certain podcast host. Don't say his name. I have no idea. It wasn't last week or, is one thing. Yeah, well, last I week have, it aired. Uh, let's see I have no fucking idea. Uh, oh, so. they fixed it. Uh, podcast one uh, somehow took over all the RSS feeds for all the Corolla Digital shows. In addition to putting an ugly podcast one bug in the Michael Naren art, they could have gotten Michael Naren to actually add one, or they could have used the original high res source materials. But they instead used a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a JPEG. So they have this super downgraded ugly JPEG with an ugly podcast one logo in the corner, and they made all the shows clean. The problem was even the titles of Crying Out Loud aren't clean. One of the episodes is called You Stupid Fucking Cunt. So in iTunes, they automatically blur that out because that's iTunes software. 
but the episodes aren't clean, the content. So I told everybody. It took a few days for them to get back to me, and now I'm looking on iTunes, and they have parental advisory uh, logos on there. And then Kroll announced on today's episode that they are going to a clean show on Wednesdays and Fridays. And what does that? Why does having two clean shows out of five do? It? <laughs> well, they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to uh, essentially censor his thoughts or ideas. He said that's the line where he won't go through with it. It's just they want non-found language to attract different ad sponsors. He said that other competitors have been taking clips of the show, sending it. So basically, I'm thinking Midroll or Earwolf or Nerdist even, and they've been contacting their sponsors saying, "Are you sure you want to advertise with him? Look what he says." But. And then in the same breath, Brian goes, well, I listen to you know, How Stuff Made, and I listen to Improv for Humans, which is filthy. It's a filthy show. So I'm assuming it's Earwolf that have done this. And, but meanwhile, they get to have filthy shows, but Adam doesn't because Adam's somehow Republican because they made it up and say so even though he doesn't vote. And they probably have people on their staff who are actually Republicans who actually vote. This world's insane. I wish I was dead. Well, take him down. I'd rather just put it in my suicide note, what everybody did, everybody nope, said to just- me. Just take him down. If I, come on, t- if, if force I, them all to take him down and edit you out. If I publicly shared uh, why I killed myself on all my social media platforms and it spelled out every wrongdoing that every single person's ever done, especially over the last ten years, uh, I think that it would it would I think that would settle everything for me as long as everybody knew no, the reality. No, it wouldn't. Because it, believe me, they're monsters. It wouldn't bother them. I don't want to bother so, them. I want people who are normal who go, "Why did he kill himself?" I go, "Oh." Oh yeah, that's horrible. I can see why someone would kill himself. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Sorry. I would. Uh, I would. Are you still doing classic love line? Yeah. Uh, Anderson wrote me the other night. He's like, "Hey man, you're getting really late here." I'm like, "I'm sorry, dude. Global terrorism. It kind of affects the dildo factory. That's a huge deal going on. And the dildo factory is trying to put me put me on a termination warning. It's trying to fire me because they scheduled my shift for 6 a.m. instead of 6 p.m. I work at 6 p.m. So they put it in wrong in their system. I, that's my shift bid for six months. You can't change. It doesn't work that way. But they put it in 6 a.m. instead of 6 p.m. And they said I didn't show up to work. And I said, No, no I work at 6 p.m. You guys loaded it wrong. And they said, How dare you accuse us of not doing our job correctly? I said, like, No, I work at 6 p.m. That's my contract. I'll come in at 6 a.m., but you got to tell me, and you didn't put it in my system. And they're like, oh, no, we put it in. So they're just basically trying to cheat me out of my job. It's not how things work. I have a union, but the union does not affect the so system. So s- stop working for Podcast One. Or you're not working. Stop volunteering for Podcast One. Then a lot of people who enjoy the show aren't going to have it. Maybe somebody else kills himself so because what? they need this every day because it's the thing It's not you doing it. It's them doing it. Yeah. And then, and then Adam, really? Adam's talking about how you why know. Are, why do you continue to allow them to be bad people? Ben, you need to stop working for them. You need to send in a DMCA takedowns for every single show that you've not been paid for. Yeah, then you, then Adam, they don't own any of that. Then Adam says, that, you know, it's a pirate ship and all, but hey, we got to pay for all the staff. And it's like, exactly. They got to pay you. But what, you got to pay for all the staff. It's like, okay, you're doing it daily. Maybe you need two part-time people. So you have to, one, stop working or stop, stop giving free labor to Podcast One. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. It's, it's, you have to. There's a bunch of other payment that's not been And if people don't stuff. pay you, you don't work for them. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to do is trying to phase me out by not paying me. It's, it's all, it's, it's, everybody hates me so fucking much. All I ever did was make them money. Like, I've never hated somebody I've ma- who's made me money. I, I, nobody's ever made me money, but if somebody ever did, and I got 10% of all these hundreds of thousands of dollars for some person who didn't want anything, I wouldn't be cruel to them. I, w- I would just ignore them if I didn't like them. But why, why be cruel to them? So I have, do you have any updates? Anderson is having a child. 
Oh, that isn't that unfortunate. No, he's a really good person. I've actually gotten to know him as a human being, and he's he's going to be a really great, great dad. Him and his wife were told they're both essentially barren. They would never have kids. They were about to get into fertility treatments. They've been trying for a year and a half. They gave up on it. They gave up. Two months pregnant now. Going to have a monster flipper baby. How dare you? Um, any other updates? Uh, so I, podcast one is hobbling the funniest man in comedy. So Scott, uh, what's his name? I don't know. The guy from Scott. Earwolf. Scott Aukerman. Aukerman. So Scott Aukerman and Chris Hardwick get to have the only uncensored podcast and Joe Rogan. I just don't understand how they don't see that they're going to be sending flocks of people over to the uncensored show and that these people are going to badmouth them on their shows. Rogan talks about these kind of decisions. I mean, when, every time Rogan said something bad about a live show, he's talking about the Adam Carolla live shows. And now he wants to do live podcasts, but he doesn't want to do them at their own radio format, he keeps saying. Yeah. So it's just... Because Adam is lazy and stupid. No, I don't think it's Adam. And then, well. Okay, uh, so I've got some shows that pissed me off. Uh, first off, all the Max Fun shows, because of, apparently it was Max Fun Week, so lots of skipping of stupid shit. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have one Max Fun show left. They're completely out of my life. It's weird. I had, uh, who do I have? Uh, oh, their film one that's not technically their show, but it's their show, Flophouse, and Judge John Hodgman. So I got to double tap an awful lot of episodes and skip through an awful lot of shit. Um, how to do everything. Uh, headphones recommended. No, never fucking have left, right, panned audio for a stupid effect. No, no, no. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 I hate, I can't stand that. Somebody's podcast is in stereo that shouldn't be. And somebody got off the mic and I heard that. I was like, oh, this is a stereo podcast. They don't even advertise it. This shouldn't be a stereo podcast. Um, motherfucking Hamilton the musical. Fuck off. I'm so... Fuck I, off, Hamilton I've never the musical. seen Hamilton. I've never heard the audio. I've just seen the star. People, people talking about Hamilton the music? Please fuck off. I've just seen the star at the White House doing his performance. I wasn't thrilled. Maybe the play is amazing. I just can't stand Podcast developers, rap. please make a way so I can mute any mention of podcast... Any, any podcast that has Hamilton mentioned in it, please. Well, you're listening to a bunch of white hipsters who have to talk about how great it is. Fuck. And then, um, oh, Top Scallops number 14, don't put a hat on a hat. So they accidentally recorded one guy off the wrong microphone. Or they, they, were, they were hearing both people in Merlin's office on microphone, but they did not record the microphone. Lovely. So it sounded like he was in a box the entire episode. They knew this. They did not say anything about it. So it just sounded like someone was trapped in a box. They didn't even try inside to... Merlin's dank, uh, disgusting. You can isolate office. You can isolate that and then uh, process. Or it. here's something you could say: Hey, we kind of fucked up on this show. It sounds like Max is in a box. He wasn't. We accidentally recorded the wrong thing. It sounds like they didn't even try to fix it though either. Yes, there's that. They didn't even fucking acknowledge it. You should say, acknowledge hey, and fix. That should be the rule. Hey, there was a problem here. Uh, don't have, don't have the hours and hours and hours to spend fixing it, which it wouldn't take, but you could at least say, uh, sorry about that. Uh, sorry. Yeah. And you, then you just go into the show. That's not, bad I don't want to think, I don't want to think that Max is trapped in an old, uh, wood crate in the middle of Merlin's dank office. I wouldn't want to think that either. 
Which is what it sounded like. All right. I listened to the three oldest podcasts on my phone. Uh, August 31st, 2015, Gilmore Gabs with Sean Gunn. Pretty good. I'm not that much into Gilmore Girls, but I like Sean Gunn. It was interesting to hear. He's so honest. He just basically tell you how the television production worked and how disconnected everything was and how nobody talks to each other and nobody knows each other anymore. It's uh, He's an interesting dude. And then uh, Literary Disco, episode 86, a manual for cleaning women. So not cleaning women, but cleaning women who clean houses, not for like cleaning out a woman's parts and uh it's not very good and that's from october 5th and then uh andy dick and bob forrest on the dr drew podcast i listened to the last 20 minutes of that that's been sitting there since october 18th 2015 uh the opening of the show is a lot stronger than the end of that one and i've had to delete that show because they have started putting out clean that's, and dirty episodes and life. i'm not downloading oh yeah this life right. yeah. so i'm not downloading uh two episodes of the same show yeah, fuck you they don't understand what they're doing to people and they don't understand that you it automatically downloads people who make podcasts don't understand how podcasts work two feeds is a bad idea two episodes in one feed also a bad idea go clean or go dirty just, just deal with it that's that's your option and also this life is supposed to be independent but Whatever, podcast, one of their mandates affects everybody, I guess. Um, and right now I have 157 episodes on my phone, 8.30 gigabytes of podcast. I'm down to point f- uh, f- sorry, 400 megabytes. I was down to zero, and I was all caught up on blogs, and my life was great until everybody decided to ruin it. Uh, I was down to zero, except for the two I would be saving, uh, Ken Reed's comedy album and Ken Reed on Dana Gould show. I listened to both of those again. I've been trying to listen to Harmontown. It's been awful. They had uh, Rob Cordry come on, who's a huge fan, and talk about his podcast listening because he listened to Harmontown backwards. So he started listening to the shows and started listening to all the back archive in reverse, uh, which was kind of interesting, but not enough to recommend. I uh, added the West Wing podcast, West Wing Weekly. It's hosted by Joshua Molina and some other douche. I haven't listened yet because I've never watched The West Wing, but I figure if I'm going to watch it, maybe it'll be great to have this podcast actually listen to as a companion piece. Yeah, I can't imagine why. I don't know. Well, Josh Molina well, is the interesting cast. enough. Yeah, he was on the cast, so it's like you know. I, don't know. I know he's interesting enough, but why relive? Oh, I don't know. People don't love The West Wing, and it's just getting added to Netflix, I think, or maybe it's been on there. But it's, so people are just going crazy on it. Um, so, any contenders? I also added, here's the thing back. I don't know if I talked about that. Alec Baldwin's podcast. Uh, I can't bring I myself I to listen to it. I'm just going to end up hating him. It's actually, it's pretty Because he's a very hateable person. All right. And then, uh, Smodcast 349, they aired the Smorning Show with Gary Shandling. Now, when they when they talked about uh, the death of, what's his face, Dumbledore? Was that, was that the one that died? Uh... I don't know. Alan Rickman. Uh, Kevin had a personal oh. relationship with Alan Rickman, and they put up the Smodcast art of like the it's of Jay and Silent Bob crying at Alan Rickman's grave in like a rainstorm in a cemetery, and everybody's like, "Oh, gross! How crass!" But if you listen to the episode, he actually knew him and he, he loved him as people. And then Gary Shandling, it turns out, actually knew Kevin Smith was a big fan through like some assistant that got him to watch the Evening with DVDs. So he's actually kind of a fan too, but not that much. So they don't have a personal relationship. So he just took this old morning show, which has a music bed underneath the whole time, and just aired it as a podcast. But it's not good. It's Kevin and his wife like doing a morning show, and they don't know how to interview Gary. And then Gary's like making jokes, and then Kevin's like explaining that's a oh, joke from joke. that really bad Smodcast Internet yes. Radio era. Smear, smear. Or whatever it was. Uh, Smodcast. How long did that last? It was called Smear, Smodcast Internet Radio. It's like a pap smear. Ew. Yeah. 
do they do they still own are were they st- are they still partners with the John Lovitz Club on that? <laughs> no, no. But it's what's strange thing is Kevin Smith has a Smodcast YouTube channel with a hundred thousand subscribers, and then he's starting his own Kevin Smith YouTube channel with has has a hundred thousand subscribers now too as well. And so what? Just put Fat Man on Batman in the Smodcast YouTube channel. Did you lose the password? What? I don't, did you sell off the channel? That doesn't even make sense. Why is it? Why is the Fat Man on Batman the Smodcast show and your personal Kevin feed, uh, Kevin Smith uh, YouTube feed, and not on the Smodcast YouTube feed? And why not combine the accounts? They probably do that for it. Doesn't? Does nobody know how to run anything? You just have this fucking your detritus all over the internet. Just detritus. You can't even find the stuff. It's like, oh great, I found your casing. I can't. Where, where are you now? You fucking worm. Yes, and obviously there's a police incident happening in my locality. Oh, I can bitch more. I've been waking up vomiting oh. every day for the past like five days, but not like bile vomits where I'm choking my sleep. Like, get up like, oh man, I don't feel right. And then just, blah, 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 like ten vomits. What you need to do is cut the stress out of your life. <laughs> and a, a lot of that is podcast one. My Tell le- them to go fuck themselves my left eyes and been, DMCA them. My left eye starts twitching. It's never happened before in my life. My upper eyelid, it just starts twitching randomly throughout the day. I keep losing feeling in my left hand. I, I, I fuck so, start cutting out the stress. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of it. It's all the stuff I've worked for my entire life, and it's just, oh, give it all up. Sure. And then you can do a labor lawsuit against someone else. I wouldn't do that. I don't want to sue anybody. I'm not, it's not me, and I wouldn't have Okay, so top five shows then? Yeah. Uh, I've got some contenders. Uh, Flophouse 200, where they talk about nothing but trouble with John Hodgman. That's quite good for a horrible, horrible movie. Uh, the Incomparable 292, I have an appointment with a Tholian ambassador where they talk about bad new Star Trek movies. And then TV Guidance Counselor, all the great episodes. Since he's doing two episodes a week, um, there are a lot of them. And I yeah. couldn't remember any of them, and I deleted them off my phone without noting them. Yeah, there's been way too many posting. Not in a bad way, just there's abundance of shows I have to catch up on. And it's this thing, I don't know if it actually hurts his actual listenership versus download numbers. I know the download numbers are great, but the listenership, it's like you don't want to overwhelm people with a smorgasbord. And now there's a fire involved oh, as well as police. Oh, lovely. Um, I, I got rid of a bunch of shit I'm not going to listen to, so I got rid of uh, You Made It Weird. November 11th, 2015, with Zach Leary. Never going to listen to that. Uh, the most recent comedy, Bang Bang, with Taron Killam and Paul Britton. Oh, you mean the two blandest white guys ever in SNL history? No thanks. Uh, they make what's-his-face look like uh, he's dynamic. The Colin Jost. Yes. Who is the most generic white bread with mayonnaise uh, human? I know, man. man. They're like, they're, they're just, they're just like, do you even like comedy? Why, why do you want to be on SNL? Is it really? Like, it's like, what? Just because you have to be? I don't, I, don't, I don't know how any of this stuff works anymore. They should just have they, they should have um, the black guy on update be the white guy on update, yeah. and just have and have uh, oh, what's her name uh, have, the one have him take some reading comprehension classes for fourth graders. Uh, uh, Leslie have Leslie Jones actually be the black person on update. Well, but with with uh, with Michael Che, come on, man, do you need to flub every time? I get I get it, five times a season, ten times a season, but every news broadcast you flub. You cannot read. Get, get glasses, get contacts, or go take reading comprehension classes. Yes. Oh, fuck. Uh, what else? So, so do you have any contenders? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? 689, Michael Rappaport. Pretty good. Rappaport. I just can't bring myself to listening to Mark Marin. It's hard now. It's very hard. But Michael was a good guest. He's like, so the president sat where I'm sitting? He's like, yeah. He's like, tell me about it. He's like, you didn't listen? He's like, I listen. Just tell me about it. 
And then uh, it was really fun. Michael Rappaport kind of fucked up the scene. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons returned to Never Not Funny. It's on my um, uh, also rants just because I thought he was never coming back after season five when he Greg Fitzsimmons the format, and they said they would never have him back on the show. And then they basically told Greg what happened. He's like, "Really? I did that?" He's like, "Yeah, we'll never have you back." Uh, so, but did he talk about masturbating over someone's wife's feet? No, he kept it fairly clean. It's just it was not great. Um, let's see what else do I got on my also rants? Uh, sketchy episode two hundred three, Michigan J Frog. Instead of covering like a specific show, or 204 rather, Michigan J Frog, aka the WB Frog, they just, uh, it's a first for the show, they just cover the idea of uh, Michigan J Frog and like okay. all of his appearances. Uh, I did like his early con. What did he have? Two, uh, two short appearances? Uh, yeah, it was originally there was a short film, and then they did it again, then they did it in the 90s, and of course it was the WB thing, and then he was also in Tiny Toons. But the original... But I think they were two originals. Yeah, the, the originals are like 10 years apart, though. That's what's interesting about it. The original original was from like the 40s or something, something really old, and the voice of it was like some local uh, musician guy. So it was like a singer-song. It was, it was, it's interesting. You should really listen to it. It's uh, fascinating. They go through it all, and they have a really good podcast. I like their vibe, and I like just how they, how they do things. It makes me happy. Okay, so on to the top five then. I've got uh, The Irrelevant Show. It starts with Liam the Sarcastic Dog, which was from 18 March. And then a couple of TV guidance counselors, uh, 141 Brian Moot, 142 Joanna Going. Okay. Uh, probably has been autocorrected. It probably was not going, but Joanna something. Right. Starts with a G. The year number five. I had two more also rants, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh. Uh, 684 of WTF with William Friedkin, the director. Uh, he, it's his most in-depth interview you're ever going to find. Better than any commentary track. It's an hour and 52 minutes, minus uh, Mark Maron's probably 25-minute intro. Uh, but then he re- realized at the end that William Friedkin is obsessed with Jesus Christ. Not a Christian. He's just obsessed with Jesus Christ in like a really weird way. And they go into his obsession with Jesus. and it's just, it, uh, it left me a little cold. And, but it's interesting to hear, I guess. And then the other uh, also runner was Anna Ferris is unqualified. I believe it's episode twenty with Allison Rosen and her parents with uh, uh, Anna's parents. So she has her parents on for the first fifteen minutes to talk about why they've had an everlasting relationship. And then Allison comes on. Then they take calls, and the calls portion of that show is the weakest. I just don't care about people's love dilemmas. Like there's so much love line out there. Just go listen to that. Go find whatever your love problems. He, he doesn't like you. Okay, that's the answer. He doesn't fucking like you. He doesn't want to marry you. Goodbye. And my actual number okay. five uh, on this one is the Adam and Drew show. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I believe it's episode 321. Basically, at the end, towards the end of the episode, Dr. Drew asks Adam, what would you do if you were my physician? And he goes, so I was driving earthquakes, I believe it is. Yep, uh, so it's 321 earthquakes, and he's asking Adam, what would you do for my position? Uh, so I was coming home with my wife from an event, and it turns out there's this thing that's like Uber, but for parties. So like you can like arrange a giant party at your house, and then you just use this app or this program, whatever it is. And I guess Drew and Susan were engaged in what he de- uh, uh, <laughs> described as affectionate play. And then Adam's like, what? And then as they drove up, there's cops all over the neighborhood. And then Drew's like defending himself. And then Adam's like, so your wife's blowing you? And then Drew's not saying no. So it's basically about Drew getting roadhead and then them getting caught by the cops. And then Adam does an extended five-minute riff where he's an improv scene where he's playing both officers having a disagreement about Drew driving back solo or with his well, wife. Well, someone's getting a seatbelt ticket. Yeah. <laughs> driving back with his wife with a glazed mouth or versus he's in the car by himself. He's like, no. He's like, dude, I saw her. His wife's in the car. She kept doing this thing where she's like rubbing her face. I don't know. She's like itching or something. And he's like, no. He came back solo. I saw him solo. Dude, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, it was this great. Like, the two guys about to 
fight because they saw Drew solo, and the other guy saw Drew with his wife. Uh, really hilarious. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. It's the reason why ideas and language shouldn't be censored on a podcast. I don't know what you're trying to do to people. So my number four, Roderick on the line, number 193, Oklahoma the Sex Cat. What happened? Uh, it's been three Is weeks Is this the one where you recorded from bed when he was really sick? No, because this was not one with Dan Benjamin. This was one with Merlin. Yeah, on the ones with Merlin, there's like three episodes where he's been really sick. Uh, he's, I guess, probably also on the other show. No, the one where he recorded in bed was with Dan ah, and gotcha. was later. I uh, don't really remember. It's been too long since I put it on this list, but apparently it was good. Yeah, they've been pretty decent, except for the most recent one where all I do is talk about some kind of dog, and I keep saying the breed of dog over I'm going to smash my phone. Like, stop saying that name! Something, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, that didn't bother me. Uh, my, my number four is Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Uh, Rhea Seahorn returns. Or Rhea. She is on uh, Better Call Saul. She was on Allison's show before. Uh, she's really great on Better Call Saul, and she's a good interview. She seems like a nice person. Okay. Uh, my number three, Roadwork number 22. All you could see was my boots. And then number 23, the day the internet opened. Um, again, don't super remember all of them, but they were good episodes. All right. Uh, my number three is Joe Rogan Experience 778, Ari Shafir, tied with the fighter and the kid 135, Kenny Florian, uh, mostly because there was no Brian Callen on that second episode. I'm really growing to dislike him on air. Okay, I'm going for number two with Eureka Podcast 157, Selekian Mustache, and Roderick on the Line 192, uh, Permanent Ger- uh, Geranium Lake, one that you were uh, very angry with. Yeah, he just kept describing this dog, and he kept saying it over and over again. And the story, though, of the dog that ran out in front of the bus and then just accelerated in front of the bus and outrun it. The bus was going like sixty. The guy didn't put on his brakes, and the dog like runs out in front of a bus from like some wooded path, which I can perfectly picture in my head because they have a lot of those in Seattle and a lot of those in Chicago, where essentially the forest or the woods go right up to the road with no sidewalk. And then the dog just darts. It makes it fun too. It makes it an adventure to plow into small furry animals or large furry animals. It's horrible. Uh, so you're number two. Uh, TV Guidance Counselor, uh, episodes 127, Liz Prince, 134.5, Adrian Barbeau, 135, Brenda Bennett, 137, Laura J. Miller, 139, Christine Locke, and I already put on, 140, Cynthia Rothrock, and 143, Elaine Lowe. I just went through a TV Guidance Counselor binge fest, and they all kind of bled into each other. There was different strengths and weaknesses. I like the April 11th to 17th, 98th guide they did for Elaine Lowe, the most recent post-episode. Uh, but Cynthia Rothrock was cool, and uh, the Brenda Bennett episode wasn't terrible. Okay, my number one, Reconcilable Differences. Number 22, Jericho, Turn- Jericho Turnpike. Uh, Eureka Podcast 158, Crop Dustin. Uh, Crop Dustin. And TV Guidance Counselor 143, Elaine Lowe. Uh, my number one is uh, Milo Yiannopoulos and Joe Coy, Adam Kroll Show 1783. Uh, Milo gets a lot of shit, and he's like tied to all these different movements. But on this episode, all of his stuff was logical. So, I mean, outside of the thing, if you want to judge him, fine. But this episode, he didn't say anything that was that controversial or mean. Everything he said was pretty fair. It was just about being open and honest. And uh, I'm not a men's rights guy or anything like it, but uh, really enjoyed the episode. And since I was desperate for content, I actually, since I had Corolla there, looked and could not see a single guest I wanted to listen to of what was available online. 
was all, uh, yeah, all tainted. It seemed like one-fifth of them had Matt Ashety, one-fifth of them had someone I really hated because he seems to be doing an awful lot of regulars, and then nobody guests, which seems kind of sad. Yeah, Theo Vaughn was decent with D- David Wilde. Theo Vaughn probably be a pretty good guest. Ari Shafir was okay. Except there's David Wilde. I love David. He's a really good person. He's, he, he's the only person that reads my sidebars who comes into the show. Might be a good person, not a compelling person on a podcast. I don't mind him. He's been on a hundred times now. He's the most frequent guest ever in the show's history. Not a strong point. All right. Anything else we're missing? Uh, not that I can think of. I feel Are we going to be like... able to... Go back to evening records next week? No. They have me. In order to keep my job, I have to work every single day until April 27th, Wednesday. So we can do normal time on April 27th, and then after that we can do normal time on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. But before that, I have to do everything at this time for the next one, two, three weeks. Okay, which really kind of fucks things up because it's horrible for me. I'm so sorry. I'll have to figure that out. I'm sorry. Uh, so, don't forget, we are a listener-supported show. You can reach us at PodGods, podgods at gmail.com, and on Facebook, and that's PodGods with a Z. You can also help fund this show, or Geo in general, at patreon.com slash Giovanni, and don't forget those Amazon affiliate links. It's time to put the Crown Royal sack back on the microphone. Yeah, with the Amazon links, it's it's about 25 bucks a month, which is, a, can't look a gift horse in the mouth, but I think a lot of people have been using the Podcast One Amazon link, thinking it's mine, I keep getting and that they're feedback. they're fucking evil. Yeah, so they've been doing that, which is unfortunate. So I, a lot of people are like, oh, I've been doing your Amazon link. It's like, no, you haven't. I get 25 bucks a month. It's not you doing it. And then with Patreon, still stuck at about 260 I was above, well above 3 before I ever mentioned it on the Podcast One intros. Uh, so it took me down by about 100 bucks, And then after... Well, Z- Podcast One is a serious taint. After Disaster is still above two grand a month. And then uh, for Crying Out Loud... And they don't even want to do podcasts. So why would you give them money? For Crying Out Loud is above two grand. Their goal they posted for Crying Out Loud is 16 grand a month. So I'm, I'm giving them five bucks a month, but... And I, I and like... you shouldn't. I like, be I like better the show. better off burning I love, that I've listened to every episode. I love the show. You'd be better off burning it than giving it to them. I mean, they just they just tell everybody else what happened on it on the message boards that people say I post on that I don't post on, and then I get in trouble for posting on that I don't post on. Oh, shoot me in the head. Yeah, Crown Royal Sack. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Ah, my eyes twitch. The show about podcasts coming up in your mom's ass. It's a show about podcasts getting high on crock rap.